from the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, this is All About Grants. Welcome to All About Grants. This is Megan Columbus from NIH's Office of Extramural Research. Today we have with us Dr. Patricia Brown, Director of the Office of Laboratory Animal Welfare, also known as OLA. She'll be talking about including animals in your research proposal to the NIH and how you should write that information into your grant application or contract proposal. Dr. Brown, could you tell us a bit about why the NIH monitors the care and use of animals in our grant applications? Well, Megan, federal policy requires that if you're going to use live vertebrate animals in NIH-funded research, you must adhere to the requirements of the PHS policy on humane care and use of laboratory animals, the NIH grants policy statement, and also in the instructions for the PHS 398 and SF-424 application forms. These requirements state that the specifics of animal use should be described in the grant application. For contract proposals, you should follow the instructions that accompany the request for proposals. So what exactly is considered research on animals? All funded activities involving research, research training, or biological testing with live animals are considered research on animals. This would include research and training grants, cooperative agreements, and contracts. Why is it limited to vertebrate animals only? When the PHS policy was first written over 25 years ago, it defined an animal as any live vertebrate used or intended for use in research, training, experimentation, and testing. And that's why the PHS policy is currently limited to vertebrates. What's that mean for tissue samples? Are they included or only live animals? If you're obtaining live animals or if you are going to kill animals for tissue harvest, that's considered use of live animals. Also, the generation of custom antibodies is also considered use of live animals. So if our listeners are developing a grant application or a contract proposal, what information should they include about the use of animals? You'll be asked to describe the proposed use of your animals in the grant application or contract proposal. That section is called the vertebrate animal section, also known as the VAS. In 2016, this section was simplified to remove the redundancy with IACUC review, but there are specific criteria that you must address. And what information should they provide then in the vertebrate animal section to address these criteria? First, you need to provide a concise description of the proposed procedures that involve vertebrate animals in the work that you've outlined in the application or contract proposal. Identify the species, strains, ages, sex, and total number of animals by species. If you're proposing to use dogs or cats, provide the source of the animals. Second, justify that the species are appropriate for the research that you are proposing. Explain why the research goals can't be accomplished using an alternative model, such as computational, human, invertebrate, or in vitro model. Third, describe interventions to minimize discomfort, distress, pain, and injury to the animals. This includes analgesia, anesthesia, sedation, palliative care, and humane endpoints. 
Lastly, you need to state whether the method of euthanasia is consistent with the AVMA guidelines for the euthanasia of animals. If it isn't, describe the method and provide a scientific justification. Beginning May 25th, for grant applications, when the Forms D application is available, the euthanasia statement will be replaced with two yes or no questions about euthanasia of animals. This change further simplifies the VAS criteria. So as our listeners are pulling together this information for their grant application or their contract proposal, how much detail would you recommend they provide? They should provide a complete description of the animals and the proposed procedures, but they should be concise, about one to two pages. The description should be cohesive and should include sufficient detail to allow evaluation by the peer reviewers that the proposed research involving animals is scientifically appropriate. However, the VAS must not be used to circumvent any page limits required for the application. Does additional information need to be provided like if the research uses cats or dogs or primates? No, the basic requirements for the VAS are the same no matter what species is being proposed. However, provide a justification that the species are appropriate for the proposed research. Also, provide the source for dogs and cats. And explain why the research goals cannot be accomplished using an alternative model. So can you tell us what the reviewers are looking for when they evaluate the vertebrate animal section? Well, the members of the scientific review groups will evaluate the VAS to determine if the plans for the use of those animals are appropriate relative to the scientific work that's being proposed. The application will be rated unacceptable if the requirements are not addressed adequately or if found inappropriate. If an application is deemed unacceptable by the NIH peer reviewers due to animal welfare concerns, can it move forward in the peer review process? Yes. Uh, an application or proposal that is rated unacceptable due to animal welfare concerns may move forward in review, but the concerns must be satisfactorily re resolved before a grant award or contract award can be made. How is what's looked at at peer review then different from what the IACUC looks at? Well, the IACUC will review the proposed research and provide oversight of the individual animal study protocol after it's been approved. IACUC approval indicates that the proposed protocol conforms to the Public Health Service policy. While the IACUC does consider whether the proposed protocol is appropriate to the investigator's scientific goals, the primary goal of the IACUC's evaluation is to assure that the animal activities conform to animal welfare regulations and to the PHS policy. The animal study protocol focuses on how the animals will be handled for each of the procedures and what interventions are in place to prevent or minimize pain and distress to the animals. So is IACUC approval needed for submission of that grant application or that contract proposal? No. IACUCs can provide approval after peer review by a process called just-in-time. This reduces the burden on applicants and IACUCs also so that the review of animal activities is on those likely to be funded. The grant award can be made only after IACUC approval is complete. What types of information are required at the just-in-time stage if somebody does well in peer review? Verification that the IACUC has reviewed and approved the proposed animal activities should be submitted during the just-in-time stage. 
but people need to wait for grants management at NIH to actually ask them for that information. And I think that's an important point to make. Yes, I would, I would agree completely with that. Can you recommend some additional resources that our listeners can explore for putting together that grant application? Yes. You can go to the OLA website and see the vertebrate animal section webpage for more information on the VAS requirements. Here you're going to find an overview of the requirements, detailed instructions, a checklist for the VAS, and links to additional resources such as a VAS worksheet, frequently asked questions, and fact sheets for the VAS. Thank you so much for joining us today, Patricia. For NIH and OER, this is Megan Columbus. The OLA website can be found at grants.nih.gov forward slash OLA forward slash OLA.htm. Here you will find policies, guidance, and resources pertaining to laboratory animal welfare. Once again, the website is grants.nih.gov forward slash grants forward slash o-l-a-w forward slash o-l-a-w dot h-t-m